Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, dear listeners. Osman fell asleep, so I decided to step in and thank our patrons. We have our cobalt patrons, Dylan Douglas and Remington Cloutier. Our Minotaur patrons, Clingster and Aperture Flash. And our dragon patron, Lupus Malum. You are the sweetest things and deserve all the cookies and corn dogs. Welcome back to the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. I am the Almighty Crit, Aaron. And today's question of the day is, if you were going to start the weirdest company in the world, what would it be and why? And I would start a company that sells unsliced bread because everyone knows unsliced bread is the best. (laughs) Those are baguettes. (laughs) You're selling baguettes. Nope, it's unsliced bread. (laughs) It's unsliced baguettes. (laughs) Uh, all right, Travis, what do you got? I'm Travis. I'm playing Ampersand, the other uh, giant, awesome homie. Um, garbage men. I would start a business for garbage men and we, we deliver garbage to your house <laughs> once a week. If you want it or not, you're getting garbage delivered to your home. And you make them pay for this? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a flawless model. So we deliver, yeah, we deliver garbage once a week to your home for a fee that's included in your mortgage. And then uh, four days later, we pick up garbage from your home for double the amount, for double the cost. Somehow I think this is a scheme. That's a sustainable business. (laughs) Oh, God. Leave it to Travis. Yeah. Uh, all right, Daniel, what do you got? Um, Daniel, I play the mousing rogue <laughs> named Sheriff. That wasn't a pause, that was just a long the. Yeah, I wanted to make it long so Ariel couldn't edit it out. And then <laughs> and I also play a bard on top of the rogue slash arcane trickster. And if I had to make a ridiculous business. I think we would purchase candy that has different colors 
And then what we do is we separate the colors and then sell them, resell them as single colored candies. So you could buy M&Ms with like, oh, you want the brown M&Ms. Oh, you want the red M&Ms. Even though in that case, there's no different flavor. It's just the color shell. I'm okay with this business. Because it can sell it to people who like specifically have to eat candy a certain way. Like I'm, I sometimes do that with separating candy by colors and then we'll eat it a specific way. This isn't, this doesn't sound like a ridiculous business model. This actually sounds like it would work. Like, yeah. I love yeah. red Starburst. But nobody's done it. So, I mean, they did that already, but that was Starburst. I feel like to make it ridiculous that you would put like one random color in the bag just to ruin someone's day. No, that's when you also then sell the mystery flavor bag or the mystery <laughs> bag where it's just whatever colors or the it's the uglies of candy where it's, it's just the like the, it's the uglies. This one's mixed colors. So <laughs> here you go. Yeah. It's then you mixed just, colors. Then you're just you reselling the just bag. resell the same candies. That's how we roll. <laughs> Buy a bag of Skittles. This is the mixed yeah. cup bag of Skittles. So you buy so a bag of Skittles. You just buy a box, and then one of them's just normal in there. We just threw that in there <laughs> to mess with somebody. Oh, oh. now it's ridiculous. Or we sell you a got container on for you to unmix your own. So we're like, we're not going to do the work for you. We're going to make you do the work. It's just a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> You get a you buy a bag of Skittles and for ten dollars extra you get our proprietary bowl, candy mixing bowl. No, it's unmixing. Sorry, bowl. the candy unmixing bowl. It's unmixing bowl. It's a specially it's- handcrafted bowl specifically for unmixing. <laughs> well, how many? And it's literally just a bowl. How many colors are in this bag of Skittles? Four. All right, you need ten. You need four proprietary bowls, one for each color. So four bags of Skittles. We'll get yep. you four bowls. Oh my god, this is this is Yep, now it's ridiculous. It became an infomercial. It became an infomercial. And if they throw if they throw away the bowls, I'm just picking them up and then I'm gonna <laughs> re-deliver them to them. <laughs> uh, somehow the schemes just work together so well. Money. <laughs> All right, Ariel, what do you got? Um, Ariel, I play the granny Aggie. And I would have a business where it's a gigantic building and everybody just brings their dogs to me. It'd be filled with dogs and I get to play with dogs all day. Again, that's not a ridiculous <laughs> business. Oh, <laughs> it I seems know. like a practical well, business model. Do you pay these people? Oh, but no. No, no, they pay her, correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they so, pay you to play with their dogs. <laughs> Well, yeah, and the thing is, I keep the dogs. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you're, so you're an adoption. You're you're an animal oh, no. shelter. You're an animal shelter. Is no, what you because are. nobody's taking my dogs. It's an it's a reverse animal so, shelter. Yeah, like you pay I me just, to take your stuff. Yeah, I take all your dogs. I spend the entire day and night playing with dogs. <laughs> it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful business idea. Do you accept it. cats? It's. Uh, no cats. No cats. No. It's a reverse animal shelter. You pay her so she adopts your dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I asked these questions. Yeah. Oh. They're a lot better than in what animal we would be. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, with all that being said, unfortunately, Mark is not able to join us. For our last two episodes this season, he is sick. 
Boo. <laughs> but uh, for those of you on our Patreon, we are concocting a wonderful, wonderful episode to see Madlock Crocs off the right way. And at some point, we will get a Patreon-exclusive Madlock Crocs one-shot uh, with his adventures after the mishaps and uh, misadventures with this party. So with all that being said, let's dive in. Where we last left off, you were in the city of Lavari. While there, you met with two of the horsemen under Destiny's control. You fought them off valiantly, nearly losing your lives, um, sentencing one to a separate plane altogether. And then you went to recoup and ended up killing Tolliver. I didn't kill Tolliver. <laughs> it wasn't me. Somebody pointed her finger at him and <laughs> killed him. <laughs> so Tolliver was dead. The shovel time was activated and reversed the effects. After all of this, Ampersand finally met with his brother's wife to discuss his tragic backstory more in depth and to figure out what's going on between him and his family. And death paid you a visit, offering you the opportunity to rest before going to finally, once and for all, conquer destiny. So where we pick up, you are all sitting at the seaside Ampersand is standing at the beach and you come forward from behind him. And I leave it to you. I got your cat, little imp. <laughs> Thanks. And he just dives into the mouth and just starts to squirm in and then <laughs> the cat springs to life and he cracks his neck <sighs> that's better what would we do now he doesn't have his wings does he no my toy still broke <laughs> how's it <clears throat> how's it broke Colin he doesn't have his wings he didn't have wings before, did he? Yeah. Yeah, remember because he looked like the Tresme or whatever. You guys kept thinking he did. He uh, was a house cat. He, he never had wings. Cat. Yeah, you guys kept wishing he would look that way. He was <laughs> just a that house was the cat. the one that you gave us was from that Baldur's Gate thing. No, it wasn't. That is a completely different campaign, and that is Cole's pet. All right, pet. I'm walking over. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk over. Uh... Oliver, cat. I wish you had wings, so the little boy would be would be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's not how this works. Do you mm. want a recap of what happened to you? I mean, you blew my body up. I mean, I was perfectly fine, though. I'm gonna jump on the cat. <laughs> <laughs> so this cat is smaller than you. 
She jumps on the cat and it goes. <laughs> it just kind of sinks to the ground. This cat's smaller. <laughs> oh, all right. Now I'm satiated. The tariff has got like the little like whatever a mouse would have where it looks like he's been crying under his eyes. So it's got little water ducks. <laughs> Tear ducks. They're water ducks. <laughs> a water duck. <laughs> They're an aqueduct. They're an aqueduct. It's a bread duck. Uh, quack. Quack. He's got ducks under his eyes. <laughs> anyway. I'm just sitting, just standing there in just dumbfounded frustration. I don't even, I don't even know what to do or say in this situation. Are you okay, Reggie? I, I think I will be. I just, I don't know. We've got to finish this. We've got to find Soren and make sure my love, make sure my love is safe. Would another corn dog make you happy? Um, if I said no, I'd be lying to you. So corn dog me up, woman. I'm going to get in my pocket and pull out another corn dog. Oh, all right. It sounded a lot grosser than it should have, but thank God you took it the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take the corn dog from her and I'm just going to kind of wander away. Everything, everything can be cured by a corn dog. It's nice. It's, it's so delicious. All right, I think it's, he's riding the cat, but the cat's not as big as he thought it was going to be. And the cat doesn't have wings. But I don't think the cat ever had wings. I can't. Mandy, what do you think? As you turn to talk to Madlock, you all realize at the same moment that he's gone. Oh, he's playing dead again. I'm going to lick my finger and hold it to the air. If you, I don't know if there's enough wind to blow a fart away, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty windy day. Now, nah, maybe he got blown away, according to the according to the voice in my mind, said it was a pretty windy day. Maybe he got, bl- maybe he got blown away by a fart. I mean, he is a fart. Fuck off, corn dogs. <laughs> so... As you're, <laughs> as you're all standing there looking around for Madlock, everyone needs to roll me a perception. 21. Right. 22. 22. 12. It's 12. That's with my bonus. Oh, no. 23. Yeah. Okay, so Aggie and Tariff, you both look around and you look to where Madlock was standing at one time and you see this crooked nasty looking dagger with a piece of parchment and an arrow wrapped in it pinned to a post I'm gonna go up and grab it okay so as you pull the nasty looking dagger out the parchment drops to the ground with the heavy arrow inside you pick it up and you Open it up and you see it is the Godslayer arrow and a note to Tariff. Colin, this is for you, and I'm handing him the paper. 
I'm going to read this in, uh, I'm going to try to read this in Madlock's voice. Here, here we go. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I know how you like material things, Tariff, so I thought I'd leave you with this arrow. And, uh, you know, you're all pretty okay, but I've got things to attend to, and, uh, I don't know if I can, uh, stick around much longer. I wish you the best of luck with your, uh, the rest of your adventures and dealing with destiny. And so, uh, yeah. See you later, mouse boy. Did Howie's voice change? <laughs> I did my best. <sighs> I read it as I did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've walked over to the docks and I'm admiring the boat that I destroyed and then undestroyed and then destroyed again <laughs> with a corn dog sticking out my mouth. So I don't know what's going on with them. Are you just sucking on the corn dog? You don't tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm going to give Tariff the rusty knife. <clears throat> Here you go, Colin. No, no. You still have the arrow, don't you? Yeah, I have the says the arrow is mine. Colin, you know we need it this arrow. Right here. It's mine. <laughs> mine. <laughs> mine. I'm gonna roll deception. And <sighs> I'm going to try to deceive him into thinking the dagger is the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to roll pretty high. Because I crit. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I crit. So you're going to have to roll pretty high because, uh, yeah, it's a. <laughs> so what are you going to tell him to, to convince him that the dagger is the arrow? Oh, my dear boy. You can clearly tell that is the arrow. Do you want to roll to see through her bluff? Yeah. I wish I could deceive her, too, because I have a highest deception. <laughs> <laughs> and persuasion. <laughs> so I got to roll what? Insight? Yeah. Uh, no, that's only a 21. Damn. Yes, people at home, we know you can't crit on skill checks, but it's more fun when you do. <laughs> <laughs> You can't crit on skill checks. You can't. You're technically no. According to the rules, you're not. You're able to crit on skill checks. I rolled a twenty-nine. This is why I didn't even bother because when you crit, usually it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I just say, you know what? Crits on skill checks count. I don't care. Fight me. (laughs) It's your world. We're just living in it. Yeah. No deceptions (gasps) down here. So that's twelve. So that's thirty-two. See, that's again. <laughs> this is why I don't bother because people, when they roll crits, it's like it's going to be an ungodly number. Deception's still higher. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, mine's a plus 12. So, Tariff, 15. though you don't believe her that the dagger is, in fact, the arrow, since you've seen the arrow, you do kind of think, well, it wouldn't make much sense for Madlock to give me the arrow. Maybe he just meant the dagger and he just called it something different. You don't think Tariff's going to use it for its purpose? <laughs> no, I don't. No. No, we do not. No, we he do not. Would. No, he would not. I was the one who asked the question to Universe, correct? Yeah. 
Exactly. So I know it has to be done. <laughs> what I will say is, is though you don't believe her that that is the the, the dagger's arrow because you know exactly what an arrow is. You do start to think to yourself maybe Madlock's just crazy enough to call the dagger an arrow. Do they have um, what's a D&D version of a mental institution? <laughs> <laughs> I know they have them. What is it? It would still be an asylum. I'm gonna use deception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Granny, you need to be committed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 25. What am I rolling uh, for this? I don't know what the hell he's going for. Uh, Are you trying to convince Granny Aggie she needs to be committed? Yes. Uh, I don't think you need to roll. Is it still like an insight? You're just going to start walking to the asylum. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you really need to roll based on the situation you're in, Granny. Oh, dear Colin, I'm long gone from an asylum. <laughs> help. Are you? He's just sitting here glaring across the table. Do you understand the importance of this arrow, Colin? I'm going to put my hands on my side. <laughs> As I recall, I asked the question. <laughs> if you promise to use this... As it needs to be, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's mine. Do you promise... Mandy! I'm walking over to the two of them. Yes. I, I've i been screaming for him and I can't find him. I'm going to pick the both of them up. I'm tired. Sleepy boy. You're a sleepy boy too. So I'm picking both of them up and I've tucked them underneath my arms. <laughs> and we're walking to to the tavern. Whatever. You know, what's left standing in the area we were at? The tavern. <laughs> okay, that works it's barely free. standing, but okay. I'm gonna walk and kick the door open. No, we need some place to sleep. There's Sleepy boys. There is we no got some... one here. <laughs> All right, we got some sleepy boys here. Hello. Are you guys continuing your conversation in his arms? <laughs> well, my arms are probably pinned right now, so yeah. I'll have to wait. Okay. The fart blew away. <laughs> He's not in here, but I'm sleeping. Yeah, there's no one in sight. The place All right, is, is there Is this like an inn? Is this like an inn or is it just a tavern? You, I really, you really couldn't tell. You see All that right. there are stairs leading upstairs and there looks All like right. there's a few doors, but. I'm going to, we're tromping up the stairs and I'm kicking because my arms are. My hands are tied up holding these two. I'm kicking doors as we go. So as you kick open the first door, you see two beds. All right. Sleepy time. Sleepy boys. Sleepy time. And we're, I'm going in there and I'm sitting Agatha down and say, you, are you sleepy? 
Grandma sleepy. Don't sleep, Reggie. All right. Then you keep an eye on this door. Us us fellas are sleepy. We we're sleepy boys. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tariff and put him in bed, and I'm gonna tuck him in, <laughs> and I'm I'm tucking the sheets in underneath the, the mattress so he is like just as tight as he can be. Sleepy boy, sleepy time, nap time, and I'm gonna fall backwards onto the other bed and just like that, just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tariff, you're just pinned to the bed right now, and Aggie's looking over the top of you. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll I'm going to, like, untuck one side. <laughs> Here you I go. Handing you the arrow. Am I on the bed closest to the door or furthest from the door? You are the bed. Furthest. For, but the sleepy, <laughs> sleepy Amber's hand is smoking. Furthest. So what I want to do is after taking this arrow uh, with my free hand, uh, I'm going to grab my my bag and I'm going to, in the direction of the door, go like this with the bottom of the bag. So all the ball bearings I have go towards the door. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, roll me a dex, I guess. Uh, that's a 13. Yeah, the ball bearings just roll across the floor. Most of them roll into the door frame itself. That's fine. I just want them all right in front of the yeah, door. Yeah, they're all in front of the door right now. Then I'm going to tuck the arrow and go to sleep. <laughs> Tucks the arrow and goes Mine. to sleep. <laughs> so Granny kind of tucks him back in. I love corn dogs so much. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, good night, Tariff. Hear that? I don't know. Roll you, for it. I mean, you would. I was speaking loud enough. That is a crit. <laughs> and then I'm going to go sit in a chair and watch the door. What if, like shuffle my feet so I don't slip on the ball bearings. What if it's a perception? It's 33. Yeah, you definitely heard her call you Tara. <laughs> Odd. <laughs> All right. So everyone heals their hit points up, their spells back. And you have all been given a long rest. As you wake, night has fallen. You can see this clearly from the window in your room and the hole in the ceiling. At least it didn't rain. And then all of a sudden you hear thunderclouds. No. <laughs> Time to leave. <sighs> Wait a minute, what's going on? <sighs> The best dreams about corn dogs. Okay, what are we doing? I'm not sleepy, boy. I'm refresh man now. <laughs> we uh, have to go to the island. The island is that? Is that where? Is that where my love is? It is. All right. Now, has has fart fart man come back yet? No, he's gone for good. <laughs> What do you mean gone for good? He left us. I've got both arms out, like hands out. I'm crouched down. I'm looking left and right. What do you mean he left us? He said he had other things to do. Hold on. Let me get this. He wished that he would never die. And then he wished his body would never uh, get any worse. And then he left. What a dickhead. (laughs) 
Yeah, of course. But it is what it is. All right. Where are we going? I'm going to start walking towards the door. What island were we going to? I don't know. That's why I asked. I know he's <laughs> clearly not looking at the ball bearing. That's Yeah. You are going to the island across the sea. You can see it from the docks. Okay. Let's go to the docks. As soon as you say that, there is a knock at your door. Oh, let him come in. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Eternity, grandmother. Demise and death. Well, aren't you a Debbie Downer? I'm here to retrieve <laughs> you for your trials. Don't sound so thrilled. <laughs> trials! We got other shit to do! The other shit you refer to, referring to, uh, other than destiny, of course. I gotta find the lady that I love. As you... I think destiny's got her. I don't like that. It's mean. I'm gonna go punch him in his stupid face. As you are looking at the door, you see black wisps of smoke filling under the door and coiling up to the handle, and the handle just turns and opens, and death stands before you. What was the point of knocking? Maybe I guess maybe he's just trying to be polite. He's being polite. Granny Agatha, I have a question for you. What? If you were in service to death your entire life, what would you do if you were given freedom? I have dealt with death my entire life. Boy, I'm a necromancer. Which is why I ask you. You can see on his face now that he's tired looking. He's He almost looks a degree of distraught. I'm going to I'm going to pull the blankets back on the bed that I was sleeping on and I'm just gonna be like I'm going to whisper real quietly cuz it's death. Uh, are you a sleepy boy too? Do you need a you need a nap? Just kind of stay back over there, but if you're sleepy boy, I got a bed you can sleep in, sleepy boy. <laughs> I'm very tired, and I appreciate your offers, but my rest will come in the form of freedom. Are you brand. saying you just want freedom? I don't know what brand this bed is, but I mean, we could say it's freedom. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I have been bound to servitude my entire existence and I wish only to serve that of the true face of death which is freedom why not talk to Tice he's the god of death yeah I mean somebody should talk to him for fuck's sake I mean he seems to talk to everybody else (laughs) yeah just go have tea with him I guess I'm bound by contract I will discuss this no further. Come with me if you are prepared for your trials. No, hold on. Did you have a notary? Did you have a notary oversee the contract? Because it may not be it may not be binding. I'm going to <laughs> in my head 
pray okay. to the god of death. Uh. <laughs> All right, listen. Get your ass down here. <laughs> That's the prayer. Listen here, fucker. <laughs> so we talk to gods now. You owe ampersand a favor. No. Don't make me raise my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you pray to no response. I'm going to clean up ball bearings. So then I'm going to start praying to Ostra. So you're cleaning up ball bearings and you're praying. You receive no response. And Death is looks to appears to be growing impatient. I'm picking up the uh, blanket and I'm holding it in front of me. <laughs> I'm just holding it in front of me with my eyes peeking out over the top. Um, you know, uh, maybe we could do something to not frustrate him so much. <laughs> Are you prepared for your trials? You have eternity. Why are you impatient? If you die, I gain my freedom. If you live, I guess I gain my rest. Either way, I am at peace. So, shall we? Well, what are the trials and can we help her? Because we got to go punch Destiny right in his stupid face. Trials are prepared for all of you. All right. Well, also, I'm going to kick Mara right in her basement. (laughs) (laughs) Mara is of no use to us anymore. Well, she did some mean shit with some people that I love. A different time, Ampersand. A different time. Uh, I'm going... Yeah, we'll see about that. All right. Trials it is. Hold on. And I'm going to pick up Tariff and whisper in his ear, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm going to reach for Tolliver because I'm picked up. Yeah. <laughs> Tolliver's just sitting there licking himself and staring at you like, ah, you can't reach me. <laughs> I'm in a hole. I'm going to pick gonna... up Tolliver. <laughs> <laughs> Mine. <laughs> I'm gonna hold him like a like a little kid holds a cat. So like, <laughs> the mouse is friends with the cat and a goat and a goat and a goat. So as you acquire each other and you step forward, you as you take your first step forward, a black mist surrounds you, and you all feel cold and empty, feeling that you're all quite familiar with from JCL. But this time, the emptiness is almost depressing. The cold is to the bone. It is death incarnate. The smell here is of rot. And as you reappear, you are on a beach. In front of you stands a huge archway. Colossal archway. Adorned with various writings a door that is made of stone about 40 foot tall and there are two torches lit with blue flames in front so we're sitting there we're on the beach um I'm gonna you know I'm gonna kinda wander away a little bit and uh sit 
you know, kind of fall to my knees in the sand and I'm going to start digging. I'm going to start digging a hole in the sand. Um, I've got two dreadlocks left on me. Yes. One is for Tice and the other one is for my mother. Um, I'm going to reach and pull them around and find the one for my mother and I'm going to cut it off and um, I'm going to cut that off and then giant I'm, I'm taking that dreadlock and I'm tying it into like an ornate knot um, and in giant I'm just kind of saying like mother I, I love you and I miss you and I wish things had gone differently I'm placing the knotted hair into the hole and I'm gently covering it in sand and I'm saying may, may my memory of you walk free from this beach free from pain free from the cold of the mountains may you find solace here may your may your memory always be free from everything and I'm gonna pack all the sand down on top and I'm wiping my eyes and I'm getting back up and I'm walking back to Tariff and Agatha and I say, oh, I'm still in giant. I'm just, what are we doing? What are we doing from here? In giant. I'm going to give Ampersand a hug. So Granny Aggie runs up to you and gives you a big hug. No. Oh. Thank you, Agatha. Thank you so much. I'm going to pick her up and I'm picking Tariff and Tolliver up and I'm putting them in the harness and I'm going to grab Goat by the handle that's on the top of his armor and I'm just standing there and uh, it's just, I'm not even holding it back. I'm just, he's just tears coming down Ampersand's face and what do we do for these trials? What do we do? to pass these trials and as you say this the doors in front of you open and a gust of wind hits you all a stale smell is amongst this breeze and the bag on your hip begins to shake and out pops a hand and that is where we're going to end this episode oh what the God damn it. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Uh. Hey, everybody. It's the Almighty Grid. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We love making these and we're going to keep getting better. Big shout out to all our patrons again. Thank you so much for everything you do. And thank you all for listening. You're just as wonderful. You guys are awesome. Incredible. We love you. Without all of you, this show wouldn't be worth it. As always, intro, outro, we're done by Joseph McDade. Wonderful artist. Go check him out. Links in the show notes below. And if you want to hear more of our ridiculous antics, you can go check out one of our other shows on the Robots Radio Network, Call of Cthulhu, Mythos Mysteries, or Cyberpunk our cyberpunk red live play podcast or you can join us on patreon where we post all our episodes ad free and exclusive episodes next one coming up dungeon dragons mad libs and if you want to chat with us we're always available always ready to talk on discord at the robots radio network discord links in the show notes below or you can hit us up on twitter at four underscore crit 
And if you love the show, let us know. Leave a review. We love them. We love to see them. And it helps us grow. Tell a friend. We love welcoming new friends of our own. Till next time, everybody. Keep those crits natural. traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever. So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not Raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ug. They're not paying me enough for this. Till later, this is Rose. Raiders rule! Hi, I'm Fire Rider, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games. From major characters who define the course of a game's storyline, to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts.